Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This summer, Sprite is bringing you the Live from the Label Tour, featuring live stream concerts from your favorite hip hop artists, including Lotto, Sawee, and Jack Harlow. Need a ticket? Just buy a Sprite bottle and scan the label. Scan three bottles and see three of this summer's hottest shows. We causing a commotion. Brought to you by Sprite. Get your ticket to Sprite's Live from the Label Tour when you purchase a 20-ounce Sprite or Sprite Zero Sugar at your nearest retailer. Copyright 2021, the Coca-Cola Company. All rights reserved. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans use their homes for better living. Whether that be through refinancing your mortgage, accessing cash through your home's equity, or helping you purchase a new home, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333, licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state dash licensing. Equal housing opportunity. What's going on, Bird Gang? This is Darren Scrolls here. I just want to thank you all for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Leave a five-star rating. Fly, goes fly. Thanks for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. However, you're listening, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Joining me right now is NJ.com's Mike K, who's becoming a frequent flyer of Eagles Brawl. But I had to have him on because my guy Mike, Carson Wentz, is struggling. And you put the perfect article out when he said the sky isn't falling. He's not worried. You you said, hey, Carson, it might be time to start being a little worried. What's going on with him, do you think? I mean, the the accuracy is just not there. I, I, was, I was saying on previous episodes, I'm waiting for the Eagles to come out. I'm waiting for Doug to come out. I'm waiting for that excuse that that groin injury he suffered in training camp is still lingering and so it's hindering his play. I, I'm waiting for something else that – a legitimate, some tangent type excuse to hold on to because I don't have anything right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's hard to pinpoint. I mean, I think if I had the answer, you would have read it in that article. Um, you know, look, he's always had accuracy issues. And when we talk about accuracy, we're not talking about his completion percentage. We're talking about where he puts the ball. We're talking about ball placement. I think, you know, from a general fan perspective, accuracy comes in completion percentage. Well, no. Um, if he's setting up guys to kind of be taken down right away or he's setting up guys to take shots or, um, you know, he's he's got a lot of crossers that are, are high so guys have to stop and they're not picking up yards after the catch, stuff like that. He's always had those issues. Mm-hmm. He's always aimed kind of high. 
Um, he's never been particularly proficient in throwing to his left either. So we knew about that stuff. I think I'm more concerned about the decision-making process, this hero ball that he keeps playing. And look, it works. When it works, it works. When it fails, it's a miserable experience. And you're looking at kind of uh, what's going on from the standpoint of, well, you know, the, the first game you could say, well, he was making a lot of mistakes because he was being rushed in the pocket. You know, they weren't using him co- correctly. There were design rollouts in this freebie game against the Rams. I mean, or in this game against the Rams. There were, uh, you know, protection shifts to give him time. The offensive line did a fantastic job on Sunday. And he had plenty of time. And he was still missing some really easy throws. Um, look, he's always been a, a tight window thrower. Uh, when throwing downfield, he's not a jump ball guy. He's not Nick Foles. Uh, but the interception to J.J. Arcega-Whiteside was unacceptable, as Doug Peterson said. Frankly, it was a terrible decision. Um, <clears throat> if you rewatch the broadcast, I mean, it's very clear that there was safety help rovering by, um, you know, Carson. I asked Carson specifically, you know, what did he see on that play? Uh, and he thought that he could fit it you know, in front of the corner who JJ had beat by maybe, in my opinion, half a step. Uh, it kind of seemed like the corner was downplaying his speed to kind of bait Wentz. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think he is trying to put everything on him. I think there's the thought process of, wow, this team should have a ton of big plays because the guys that they signed or drafted in the, in the off season, Sean Jackson's back. They only have six plays of over 20 yards so far this season. Um, and that's just not going to cut it. Uh, Doug Peterson said today that they didn't really get to build chemistry during training camp. Well, you know, yeah, Carson was out for that final week of camp, but they made the excuse that he could have practiced if he wanted to. They treated it like the final week of the preseason. And look, everybody had the same protocols and parameters that were set for them in this unprecedented offseason. Sure, you could, in a vacuum, the unprecedented offseason is an excuse, but when all 32 teams are dealing with it and you're 0-2 and you see teams putting up tons of points, including the two teams that you faced to start the season – you know, that excuse is kind of lame. Actually, if you really look at it, they started off, you know, 17-0 and 0, uh, to start the first half against the Redskins. If anything, they didn't implode until after Carson went through his first pick of the, the year late in that second quarter against Washington. So I'm not really sure what the situation is here. I, I don't really know. I can't put my finger on it. It's just a lot going on. None of us can, but I think that was probably the best answer so far is that it's the decision-making. I mean, this is a guy who averages almost outside his rookie year, seven interceptions a year, and he's already up to four. I, I, I don't what, – what, what's, what must be different out there for him? I, I, can't under, I can't fathom what's different from last year to this year. Uh, I know the Scandarello effect's in there, the morning wigs imprint, but, I mean, there can't be that much difference to, to have this happen. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people are, are going hard after Peterson and his play calling, but I think the past two games, I do think that Peterson's had some pretty good plans in pockets of the games, uh, but like, you know, clearly your dogs agree. Yeah, um, <laughs> the dogs in there, they're not happy about the, the Eagles playing this lately. Yeah, um, look, I think... 
I think Peterson's the least of their problems. Uh, I think Carson's become an issue in a lot of ways. I don't think Carson's the problem, but he's definitely not part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the offensive line did a really good job of battling back this this past week. I think Lane Johnson made a world of difference, and he was phenomenal uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, I, I just or sorry Sunday, but I, I think when you look at this, the grand scheme of things, I'm not really sure what's different. He's got four of his five remaining of his starters from last season. He's been in the offense for five years. The offense isn't really all that different. He's had the same head coach for five years. He's the quarterback's coach has been around him his entire career. Um, you know, they've had the same offensive line coach for five years, actually longer. Um, there's not a lot of difference. Like, if you want to talk about Jalen Rager and John Hightower being new guys, that's fine. I mean, Doug Peterson made it sound like Greg Ward and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside were new to the offense, but J.J. played 16 games last season. Uh, Ward has been around for four summers. So, like, I don't buy that excuse. I don't really understand what's new here. I, I don't get it at all. And I'm with you. I... I... Doug looks fed up with answering for Carson. I I know that he's he starts off in this presser saying I, I mean I want to have a a I want to say that he implies it as a buddy buddy type relationship with his quarterback. But I mean, I it's not like you see that though. You don't see buddy buddy type friendships with head coaches and quarterbacks around the league. That's not how Bill Belichick and Tom Brady won. That's not how Bill Walsh and Joe Montana won. Sean Payton, Drew Brees aren't like that either. So on and so forth. Is is that a problem? I mean, I, I think it's, the, you know, we wouldn't know it unless we're in the rooms with these guys. But I, I do think that sometimes Car- Carson does get treated with kid gloves. Uh, I actually said that in 2018 when I got here, and a lot of people gave me flack for it. Um, I think Carson's grown in a lot of ways as a leader, but I also think sometimes the team protects him in ways that they don't really need to. Uh, he's a big boy. Um, look, I, I, I don't know necessarily what's being said behind the scenes but clearly there's some frustration because look Doug Peterson's an offensive coach and when his guy that he's been you know trying to develop for five years is you know regressing he regret he's regressing so far well I wouldn't say he's regressing I, I, I don't like that word for Carson I just think he Mentally, he's not processing quick enough, uh, or he's not. De- I actually think he's more static than regressing. I, we've seen all these issues. Uh, it's more so that they're coming in bunches to start the season, so they're magnified. Um, you know, I think he's been mediocre in a lot of ways. I, I wrote this morning that I thought he's been inadequate and immobile. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if he's regressed. I, like I think that's like that's a tough thing to say. I don't want to say his talent has regressed. I want to the decision making though is just something I'm not accustomed to. There is always that one game a year it seems like where he just has a complete meltdown of a game. But I mean to see it this consistent now, I'm not accustomed to that. I don't I, even at North Dakota State you didn't really see stuff like this either. I, I I'm not, I don't know what to make of it. So I I guess I'm just fumbling for words here because I'm just still surprised. Yeah, I mean, look, I think your injury uh, theory has some weight. I mean, I I don't know if that's the case. He hasn't been on the injury report. Um, And so if he is injured, that opens up a a whole can of worms. uh, Doug Peterson's been asked about it multiple times. 
Um, look, I also think Carson's a very guarded guy. I don't think he really says what he means very often. Um, and look, I think the pre- look they have a must win game. Like I thought the Rams game was pretty close to must win. Now, like if they don't beat the Bengals, this thing's gonna fall off like the. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> the it's gonna be really bad. Um, and I think, like right now, if, if I think the the Eagles are six and a half point favorites on the Bengals, I would take the points. I would too. Uh, uh, like, look, and here's the thing: even if they do bounce back against the Bengals, are you going to be satisfied as as a fan? Like, look, I, I'm an objective beat writer, but like from the, from the fan base's perspective, do they even care if they don't? blow out the Bengals like if they win this upcoming game 20 to 16 is that going to be good enough for you to feel good about this team I, I just I don't think they're very good they've gotten significantly younger they have 18 players who have two years or, or less experience they elected eight captains and I gotta tell you each one of those captains has has a hand in, in these failures Brandon Graham uh, you know maybe is the only guy that I would say that has, like, shown up of those players. Well, Kelsey, too, I guess. But, like, Duke Riley's had some really terrible moments on defense. Um, you know, Fletcher Cox has kind of been on snooze. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I, McLeod's had some moments, too. I can't hate on McLeod. But, like, overall, like, Jason Peters had a terrible week one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carson, look, Carson has not played well. So I, I think... I don't know where you're getting the leadership from now. And the thing is, too, you look at how bad this this team has been playing. There's They don't really have the depth to just be like, okay, cool, you're benching Nate Gary. You know what I mean? So it's just like it, they're in a weird spot. And I, I don't know at what point this goes from a retooling to a rebuild. But right now the Eagles players are making it easy on Howie Roseman to determine who's going to be back next year and who's not. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Absolutely, and then I wanted to ask you, what do you think about Jim Schwartz and that defense and how they've been producing? Is it finally the time where they start looking at Jim Schwartz as seat warming up a little bit. I mean, again, it's only two games into it, but uh, this defense should not be playing like that. No, I agree. Um, especially from a running standpoint. Now, they mm-hmm. gave up 191 rushing yards against the Rams. Uh, that's not good. They've given up, uh, uh, like, I think, I, I'm trying to remember how many yards. Then they gave up 57 yards against Washington, but they've given up four total rushing touchdowns. That's just not... That's not a Jim Schwartz run defense. You know, in 2017, they were first in the league in run defense. 2018, they were seventh in the league. Last year, they were 14th in the league. So they've regressed in that standpoint. But I also think their personnel's kind of regressed, too. I'm a big Javon Hargrave guy, but he clearly didn't seem ready to compete. Um, look, the pre-step no- motion of the, the Rams is no joke. They do have a simple offense, but the way that they move guys around really froze up the linebackers. It's maybe the worst linebacker game I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, from from both run and pass standpoints, like Nathan Gary's getting a lot of crap for um, 
the two touchdowns he gave up to Higby, but he was just as much to blame for the Robert Woods touchdown as well, where he got kind of stuck there. So, look, it just was not a, a good good afternoon for this linebacking core. The Eagles haven't invested in linebacker in forever, and that's kind of why you're seeing what you see. Um, but I think, you know, I, I think we need to see what happens now because, you know, Barnett's now got his feet under him. Hargrave's got his feet under him. They don't really have a lot of injuries, and maybe this was just uh, kind of a perfect storm of terribleness. That early fumble kind of shook everybody. Um, you know, I'm not very optimistic about this team. I, I think right now they're a six-win team, but you know, if, with the way the Eagles team has been in the past, who knows? They can get hot. They can get some upsets, and maybe they turn things around. But I just am not very confident in them right now. At what point do we start looking at the high Rosen's past couple of drafts? And, and, I mean, I feel like the presence of not getting enough talent, not getting enough contributors, not even talent, just depth, uh, is really being tested by this team because uh, they moved on from Malcolm Jenkins with the plan of moving Jalen Mills back to safety, which I would argue you, you brought up the point that this team was lacking leadership, whereas Malcolm was probably the best leader on this team. These these last couple of drafts, I mean, but dating back from 2017, they're just not getting enough from this class outside of Miles Sanders, really. Uh, and Dallas Goddard, uh, what, what do we make of that? Yeah, I think when you look at it, you're looking at, like, a, if you're looking at it through rose-colored glasses, you, you say, look, Derek Barnett made an incredible play, incredible couple of plays in the two biggest games in Eagles history. Um, and then you, <clears throat> excuse me, then you say, you know, Avante Maddox has been a starter in one way or another the last three years. I think he's played relatively well up to expectations. Yeah. Goddard has played well. Uh, I think I still think Josh Sweat, this is going to be a huge year for him. Agreed. Um, and, and then, you know, you have Miles Sanders. And I think the, I think Jalen Rager is going to be a player. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very impressed by Jack Driscoll. Um Look, yeah, you're right, and I think Joe Douglas deserves a lot of credit for those failures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact of the matter is, Howie Roseman's got final say, and you know he's the guy. He's going to be the guy who puts the stamp on everything. I think it's an incredibly compelling argument for the first time in a very long time to say, you know what, maybe Howie Roseman's seat is a little hot. I look, if they only win five games, I don't see how two of the three, Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, and Howie Roseman, uh, don't feel a little bit of heat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just one of those things where, you know, this is Philly. Like, um... This is Jeffrey Lurie's team. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know if firing any of... getting rid of any of those three guys is the right answer because you got to replace them. I mean, who are you going to replace them at GM? Mm-hmm. Uh, who who are you going to replace? You know, as much as everybody wants to say Jim Schwartz is overrated, who are you replacing him with? If you fire Doug Peterson, who are you replacing him with? Other than Eric Benemy, who's going to have offers out the craziness this year? So, like, to me, you you don't. I was talking to uh, the former Bills GM Doug Whaley about this about Zach Ertz. You don't replace a guy unless you have an idea of who you can replace him with. And I just think bringing in another college coach is not the right answer here. Uh, you know, I don't think bringing in a retread makes a ton of sense. And if Eric B is getting blown up with offers, you're kind of screwed. Um, 
So that's a situation that you got to watch play out. I do think Jim Schwartz has probably got the hottest seat that he's had since he's been here. Uh, I think the same thing could be said for Howie and Doug. Um, you know, it, it's rough. You can't really start 0-2 in this league and expect to kind of get back to the playoffs. That said, now with the seventh seed, now they have some outside hope. Uh, this division's also terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, barring the biggest failure on a special teams play I, I've ever seen, in watching the sport for 30 years, like, I, I don't know if Dallas is, I mean, well, Dallas would be 0-2. Like, three teams would be 0-2 in this division. So, um, you know, I, I think this is going to be a miserable season for the Eagles fan base because it seems like the carrot's always going to be in front of the treadmill because of how bad this division is. I just don't know if they can take a bite out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Right now, that's... Of course, how I feel right now from what they looked—they looked awful. They looked awful. I can't really. There's no. There's very little positives I can take away so far from this team, from what they've shown. Uh, but the Jalen Hurts play designs, I I wasn't I wasn't against them. I thought it kind of did throw off the Rams a little bit. What did you think? Is, is this something that we should expect yeah. more? Yeah. So I have a, a film review that came out that's coming out Tuesday. Um, I love the play calls. Like, I'm not a big fan of taking your franchise quarterback off the field, and they didn't. I like what they did. So the first play that Jalen was in on, he, they did a split backfield look, which is very uncommon for the Eagles. They probably run it once, you know, once every four games. Uh, so you had Miles Sanders to the left. You had Hurts to the right. You had Carson under center. Uh, they were running. Um, they, they had a bigger bigger look so Ertz was on the outside and John Hightower was on the outside left and then Goddard was in line um Carson pump faked a screen pass to Miles Sanders then he pump faked to Hertz, and literally everybody was distracted so Zach Ertz got open or sorry Dallas Goddard got open up the middle uh he got hit for a 10 yard gain the first down conversion I, I thought it was a brilliant play call uh, then a couple of plays later, they were uh, on the three-yard line. They ran it with Miles Sanders for a two-yard gain to the one-yard line, but Hertz was out there as the outside left wide receiver. Uh, I think that's intriguing because when you look at it, um, you know, Hertz can be used in so many different ways. You can He's a threat as a screen pass guy because of his vision as a quarterback. You can use him as an extra passer on there. I think the idea of having Greg Ward – Carson Wentz and him on the field at the same time is very scary for a defensive coordinator, especially if you saw what Julian Edelman did to the Eagles last year with that touchdown throw that he had. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I I think there's so many different ways that you can kind of utilize him. And frankly, he's done more to affect a a meaningful regular season game than Nate Sudfeld has. So um, it's the truth. You know, I'm of the belief that if you're going to, have a guy active, he needs to be somewhat part of the game plan, even if he's the backup quarterback. And I'm not saying that you necessarily have to make Hurts part of like a package every single game, but I think the idea and the threat of him... Uh, look, they put out three plays yesterday. I didn't see the... I, I don't remember the third one that he was on, but um, off the top of my head, but those two plays, their defenses are going to have to study those. Like You can't just not ignore Jalen Hurts' presence now. So I think that that alone helps the, the offense. I agree with you completely. And not only that, he's probably, 
outside of Boston Scott, their most physical runner as well. So I would like to see him get Correct. using that in the run game as well. I, that, that's an interesting concept for Jalen Hurts. I, I like it. I'm a fan. It's it, To me, and I mean, this might be an overreaction and uh, recency bias, but I hated the Wildcat with Michael Vick and Donovan McNabb. I thought it was drive killers every time. Donovan looked like he didn't know what to do every time Vick was on the field. This looked a little different. This looked a, a little more fluid. There was a little more comfort from Carson Wentz. There wasn't. It didn't seem weird as it did with those Wildcats back in the day. Yeah, I don't think you see. I don't think Wildcats are the answer. I think you do regular personnel uh, and regular formations, and you just have Jalen Hurts as one of those guys you can create plays off of that. I think his speed also allows you to get him involved in pre-snap motion. So uh, if he's running behind the quarterback. I think you're in a really good spot where you can tease them as a runner and a passer. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a, a very interesting situation they have here with Jalen Hurts. And obviously Carson Wentz, the pressure's going to build as he continues to kind of be a letdown this season. All right, Mike, I'm looking forward for that film review on Jalen Hurts coming out on NJ.com. I'm also intrigued on the No Huddle Show this week with all the stuff that's going on in the articles with uh, – a lot of drama already. Two games into the season. Wow. A lot of things going on in Philly. Yeah, it's exhausting. It is. <laughs> I can only imagine. So, uh, as everybody knows, go ahead. NJ.com. Uh, Mike K. Chris Franklin are doing a great job. Uh, no Huddle Show. I'm sure it's going to be very, very insightful, very impactful this week. And, uh, yeah, NJ.com. Go subscribe. Find out old Mike's work and Chris's work because... A lot of good stuff there. I, I felt a little better today reading because I thought when Carson came out and said that, I was like, come on, man. Own it. Take it. You know, there is some sort of panic that needs to be there. And the nonchalant attitude wasn't for me. And then I see you come out with that article and I'm like, I got to get Mike on the show. Hey, well, I appreciate you having me, man. I'm going to go watch some football and try to rest because I was up till like three in the morning last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well hopefully this this sunday the eagles can win and uh give you something good to write about yeah that'd be nice that would be nice all right mike thanks for joining the show man yeah sure thing thanks for having me of course clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean but so what happens that's why we created clorox fabric sanitizers to freshen up your clothes between washes pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox fabric sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans use their homes for better living. Whether that be through refinancing your mortgage, accessing cash through your home's equity, or helping you purchase a new home, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333, licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state dash licensing, equal housing opportunity. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.